You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Um, how many of you maybe don't know who the heck I am? Uh, we're a big church, you know, like there's a lot of us um, and there's a lot of different campuses. Uh, my wife and I, we've been at Awaken for 10 years now. Just celebrated 10 years here, man. And uh, you get yourself planted in a place like this for 10 years, and I can promise you a couple things. Number one, you will grow. Number two, it will not be easy. Number three, it will all be worth it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. We're not into easy around here but we are into worth it around here. In fact, nothing on the planet that's worth it is ever Don't be looking for easy. This isn't an easy church. It's not an easy hour we're in, but it's a required hour we're in. Yeah. What I like about this campus is I feel like this is the campus that rises to the hour. You know, if, if I could ask, you know, anything of God, it wouldn't be that I would be born in a day or an hour where everything was rosy. Actually, I'd love to be born in an hour where it required something of me to step in to the day and the time we're in. Yeah. And I actually believe, I actually believe, when we begin to see clearly the day we're in and the opportunity we're in, we're going to be thankful for the pain and the adversity and the difficulty we're facing right now. Because I believe God's big enough, strong enough, capable, capable enough, and actually, God likes a fight. He actually likes a strong opponent. For God to win, he doesn't need a weak opponent. He's not, like, nervous about who shows up on the other side of the, of the ring. He's actually like, bring on the best. And this is an hour where the fight's real. Listen, winning in the kingdom is not unvalidating the realness of the fight or the bigness of the giant in front of us. There's big giants out there. What we have to validate is the bigness of our God, okay, and be meditating day and night not on the taunting rhetoric of the giant, but on the word of God that says, be strong and very courageous. Why would you need to be courageous if there wasn't something in front of you that was a little bit intimidating? The word of God is not just for you to go to vacation Bible club as a kid and memorize some scriptures. The word of God is to galvanize you in a day of evil. All right, all right, let's go. What are you guys doing here? Uh, my wife and I, we get the privilege of leading the Pathfinders ministry. Yeah. We happen to be a part of a remarkable church that believe God calls people into every sphere of culture. Yeah, we have the most ridiculous anointed worship leaders and youth pastors and preachers, but we also raise up politicians here. Oh, yeah, we do. We raise them up, and we coach them. We coach them. Not every politician is evil. 
it's just a tricky space that actually needs pastors and coaches. Why not us? Why can't we help them stand? Listen, they're not gonna stand alone. We believe it's a calling. We believe God calls people into arts and entertainment and sports. We believe God calls people into media. Yeah, media's broken. Whose job is it to fix it? You, you remember the first miracle that Elisha did? Um, they came to Elisha. Remember, Elisha was the, was the one who succeeded Elijah, pretty powerful prophet, and he wanted a double portion. It's interesting, the first miracle he did, they came to him, and the land, it was in a beautiful land like San Diego, but the ground was unproductive. Interesting. And so he says, bring me some salt. Throws salt into the well and restores the productivity of the land. So this beautiful land began to produce fruit again. Interesting, Jesus shows up a little bit later and he says, you are the salt of the earth thrown into the wells to restore productivity in the land. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, you don't even need notes here. If you can't preach at Awaken, do something else. Do something else. It's not for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, some of us need to not rap, though, anymore. I, I don't know. The lyrical gangster. <laughs> we got one of them at Balboa too that thinks he can rap. And <sighs> thank God he can heal the sick by the power of God, because his rap career ain't working. <sighs> but um, <laughs> uh, we also just believe in the education space going to be one of the greatest spaces that experiences disruption. Let me tell you, let me prophesy to you right now. You thought Uber was a disruption to the taxi cab business. I'm telling you, there is disruption coming, unprecedented disruption coming to the education space in America. I'm telling you, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, and we will be a part of the solutions. We will, we will, we will. We will, we will. What I've discovered, if I'm going to be a disruptor, what I'm looking for is what does God want to disrupt? Because if I can get behind what he's doing, I can slip into the slipstream of grace and power and providence. That means there's things on the calendar that God has predetermined to shift and break. Okay? Jesus delivered, or not Jesus, but God who is Jesus, I guess, delivered Egypt 400 years to the day, to the day. Don't think for a minute that God is not providential, that God is not working behind the scenes. Yeah, he has to work with our free will. He's just big enough and bad enough and strong enough to orchestrate his predetermined plans through our free will. 
So what I discovered is if I can step onto the pages of his predetermined will, I get to participate in major disruption. That's why it says meditate day and night. Because if you get onto his script, you'll discover he's actually in charge. And you should and will have nothing to fear. All right, let's go. Okay, well, we're in this crazy series. One of the things I love about Awaken is we're just kind of crazy. And we're super real, but we're also, you know, a little bit like relative. We're, we like culture and stuff. And so we're in the That'll Preach series. And so I'm going to preach a message that I've never preached before out of a movie. Oh, yeah. I like movies. Anybody like movies? Now, my wife and I just celebrated 17 years of marriage. We have four kids. So most of the movies I've watched are like animated. Okay, but come on, I like a movie that pulls on the heartstrings, like Toy Story 3. You know what I mean? If you can't shed a tear with Bonnie and Andy in that last scene, come on, man. You need help. Remember the Titans? Movies, you know, like, ah. I was asking Dr. Matt in the back in the green room, like, what's his movies? He said he's getting ready to preach on The Notebook. It's like, dude, there's such, like, there's so much there, man. <laughs> but I, I was like trying to find a movie that I just felt was apropos to the day we're in. And I landed on Big Hero 6. Has anybody not seen Big Hero 6? Oh, Wow. Wow, really? I know. Well, it's a must-see. Um, and <laughs> I'll give us a little backdrop. Um, it's, it's the movie about a kid named Hero, okay? And his brother creates this healthcare professional that's made out of vinyl and looks like a big marshmallow. But please understand, everything about movies is super important, is a movie always has a hero who's stuck in a problem, and he meets a guide who walks him through the challenges of the day and takes him um, into what he needs to do and needs to face to rise to the challenge that's required of him in his day, okay? And so Hero's like a 14-year-old kid. He's a genius. It's one of the things I liked about it is it was a, a, a unique story where the hero wasn't just all bravado. He was kind of a nerd, and his brother went to a nerd school. And I have a son who's a Marine, and he's not your typical Marine. When you think of a Marine, you're thinking like, you know, a jarhead who's drinking and brawling. These kids are different. They come to our house, and they cook, and they will kill you at poker because they're in the intel community, and they're just plain smarter than you. Yeah. I remember it was Christmas one year, and we were going around the table, and we're like, hey, if you had a superpower, what would it be? And I remember I was thinking, I want to fly. Anybody want to fly with me? And there's a couple creepos want to be invisible. I'm like, I don't trust your motive. But we'll pass. We'll pass. You got super strength. You know what I mean? And then it comes to Jacob. And you can tell he's been deliberating in his mind about this. Here's his answer. I want to manipulate the laws of probability. 
And I said, this isn't even fun anymore. But that's kind of like nerd school. Like, you're thinking differently about everything. And so let us roll a quick intro of um, Hero, who starts off as a bot fighter, okay, in San Fran, Tokyo, okay, on his way to become a revolutionary robotics master. Let's go. That's Hero. Go home. I've got more money. Megabot? Destroy. Huh? You, do you want to go again? I don't know. He's pretty serious about his career in bot fighting. Well, c kind of serious. I can see why. With your bot, winning must come easy. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, if you like things easy, then my program isn't for you. We push the boundaries of robotics here. My students go on to shape the future. Nice to meet you, Hero. Good luck with the bot fights. Not bad. You've done some serious coding on this thing, huh? Uh-huh. Programming with over 10,000 medical procedures. This chip is what makes Baymax Baymax. Final? Yeah, going for a non-threatening, huggable kind of thing. Looks like a walking marshmallow. No offense. I am a robot. I cannot be offended. Hyperspectral cameras? Yep. Huh. Titanium skeleton. Carbon fiber. Right. Even lighter. Killer actuators. Why did you get those? I machined them right here in-house. Really? Yep. You can lift a thousand pounds. Shut up. You have been a... Okay, so a little story here. Here's the thing that I want to start with, uh, and I'll explain a little bit more about this show and how it applies to where we are right now. And the message that I feel that God's given us is called heroic, and that God is calling us to deal with the day we're in, but we're going to need to, number one, be authentic and be the real who we are, but we're going to need to step and face some of the things that Hero had to face. And so let's get started. The first thing, the first point I want to share is that um, heroes have heroic hiding places. And the first scripture I want to start with is out of Judges. Um, turn with me to Judges 6. This is right before we're introduced to Gideon, Okay. This is right before we're introduced to Gideon, who God called a mighty man of valor. It says the Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. First thing I want us to understand is in an hour like this, the Midianites were not being cruel in Midian. They were in Israel. They were encroaching on Israel's territory, taking and imposing things that they had no right to be imposing on the Israelite people. And they were mean and crazy and harsh and unreasonable, and they were relentless. Does that sound familiar? Don't tell me the Bible isn't for now. 
you can find yourself right on the pages of the word of God. And it's interesting, what I've discovered is God found a hero in hiding. And all of us, all of us have hiding places. And you know what I've discovered is not all of them are locations. For Hero, he was hiding behind bot fighting. He has all this potential, all this ability, all this capability, all this responsibility. But he'd rather play it safe where the odds are ever in his favor instead of playing it heroic and come out of hiding. Listen, I love that song we sing about, you know, God um, is a wonder-working God and, and broken things get healed. I want you to know for 30 years, I was hiding behind the fear of failure. I'm 51, almost 51, 51 this uh, September. I know, feeling pretty good. <laughs> Awaken keeps me young. You want to know the definition of old age? when your memories of the past outweigh your vision for the future. I'm feeling pretty sprucey. But for 30 years on this planet, I was hiding behind a mask of fear and need for approval. And the greatest miracle in my life is not the businesses that God's built through us. It's not the fact that I've been able to hold a marriage together. It's the fact that I'm confident. And I want you to know something. Sometimes the greatest miracles that God can do aren't healing a limb. They're healing a heart and healing a mind. And I'm, I am first in line as a person who could not do what I'm doing if God hadn't transformed my confidence. He brought me out of hiding. You know, it's interesting, every hero in the Bible had to come out of hiding. Look at Nehemiah. Remember him? He had a cush job. He was the cupbearer to the king. That's not a bad business. Sipping wine, <laughs> hanging out in the high society. The problem was he had something inside of him that was calling him to purpose. And one day he shows up in front of the king, and the king's like, what's wrong with you? I know you're not sick. He's like, I can't take it anymore. I'm hiding behind comfort and convenience in a cush position when I'm called to the front lines. <laughs> Queen of Esther. Queen Esther. Queen of Esther. That's the second time I've said that. Um, here she is, right? Not brought into the kingdom just for her beauty, but she could hide behind her beauty until everything's on the line and her people are on the brink of extermination. And she has to determine, am I gonna continue to hide behind my beauty? Or am I gonna take on my true identity and face the day that I'm a part of? Every hero has a hiding place. You have one. You have one. I have one. What I love about God is he's not afraid or intimidated by your hiding place, but he will come and meet you there. And he will say things to you about you in your hiding place that are not looking like what you're seeing in the mirror. Anybody ready to come out of hiding? I am. I am. I'm still in the process. 
Because the greatest thing I've discovered that I have to face is me. I've been facing me for a long time, and um, I'm, taking, I'm taking me down, okay? <laughs> um, let's keep moving here. Uh, God always calls heroes out of hiding. The next point is heroic engineering. You know, uh, I'm going to share a quick scripture. It's out of Ephesians 2.10, the New King James Version. It says, we are his workmanship, his engineering, really, created in Christ Jesus for good works, for great works, for amazing works, for extraordinary works. It's one of the reasons why I chose that movie is because I could see the engineering nature. And one of the things that I've discovered, well, let me finish the scripture here, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, right? You know, I don't know about you, but if you've ever built anything, the one thing that will frustrate you is if it's not working. This is why, this is why when Jesus came to die for us, it wasn't just for our forgiveness. It was for our restoration and our repair because our engineer intended us to work and function. And there's nothing more frustrating to an engineer than something he created that isn't working. I remember we were down in Baja just recently. And we took uh, Dr. Matt down there, Pastor Jurgen. Finn and I were down there. Finn almost lost his life. <laughs> Such a hero. Came out of hiding. Came out of his seatbelt. Came out of everything. But... We were driving these crazy vehicles called Can-Ams, and, and they're just built for the off-road. The problem is, is the Can-Am has two key choices. You can have the green key, which is kind of the tame key, the lame key, <laughs> the safety key, the beginner key, or the white key, the performance key. And I remember one of the guys with us, his name's Manny, he somehow got stuck with the wrong key. And he was trying to figure out why this thing wouldn't go fast. And you know what I've discovered? That's the Christian world today. We've got this high-performance machine built to go fast, built to take hard hits, built to go places and dominate, and we're playing it with the green key. And, and I'm going to tell you something. The only person more frustrated than Manny was the engineer of Can-Am, who's like, are you kidding me? You have this unbelievable machine, and you're playing it safe. You are engineered to be ridiculously fast and good and functional and take hits and go places. Yeah, listen, and if you're playing it safe, you're dishonoring your engineering. We, we'll have an altar call tonight for those of us in hiding and those of us who are squandering the engineering that God has wired us to be. You will give an account 
for the gifts and talents and passions that God has placed inside of you. You'll give an account for the horsepower he put in you. And you know what? I think when we get to heaven, one of the things that we're going to have to face is all the things we didn't do with the talent and the power and the ability that was entrusted us. I would rather be like a Dr. Matt Hubbard, who honestly, the only person who has probably made an engineer nervous is Dr. Matt. If you watch the way this guy drives a Can-Am, he gets out there and he sets up a race course, and I mean, he is so, you're like a ridiculous driver too. And, uh, but I, what I like about that is I feel like we have a campus pastor here at San Marcos and Pastor Matt and Michaela that want to push the envelope. Listen, playing it safe is not going to make you happy. That's the kind of people that end up with regrets. If you, if you went to like a, um, well, if you went to a memory care unit, they wouldn't remember a lot. But if you went to a place where people were in their last days, you know, reminiscing and they had regrets, you know what the regrets would be? The chances I didn't take. Man, I had this window of opportunity and I played the green key. The altar tonight is for those that have the green key. We're going to lay it here and pick up the performance key again. All right. Let's keep moving. You know, the other thing I've discovered is when engineering gets twisted, when engineering gets polluted, and I think we live in a world right now that really, really puts a hard challenge on our motives, on, on is it even worth the fight? You know what I mean? Even if I've discovered my engineering, I'm wrestling now with, is it even worth it? It's so frustrating. It's so disappointing. It feels so hopeless. The things that have happened are unfair. And as a result, my passion has become polluted. And I want to watch this quick clip. Let's go. Next clip. Everybody doing all right? Come on, let's get. Professor Callahan? The explosion. You died. No. I had your microbots. But, Tadashi, you just let him die. Give me the mask, hero. He went in there to save you. That was his mistake. Baymax, destroy. My programming prevents me from injuring a human being. Not anymore. Hero, this is not what... Do it, Baymax. Pretty intense, huh? Hero lost his brother unfairly to the man who, he, who inspired him to be heroic. See, these are the kind of realities that are facing our heart right now. People that should have been our hero have dropped the ball on their watch, and now we're left picking up the pieces, trying to find pure motives when really we're disappointed and bitter and hurt. And one of the things that I've discovered about God, when you really look at him, is he, he so longs to help us put the pieces back to get our engineering working again. 
And you know, if you notice anything about, you saw early in the, in the movie, he was like, looked like a marshmallow and soft and cuddly, which I believe is a picture of the church in a sense. Not, not necessarily a good picture, but it was designed to be a healthcare professional, to only add help. And one of the things I picked up while I was in worship, I didn't even have the preparation for this in my notes, but while I was in worship, the Holy Spirit told me, hero was used to armor the church, to give it a fight, to put a fight in it. The problem is when you're in a fight and people play dirty and disappoint you, you push on the heart and you pull out the original purpose of the church was to bring healing, to bring restoration, to never harm people. And you're done with that. Because the way they fight, they, they fight so dirty, especially in the state of California and in America right now. This is a dirty, dirty fight. The problem is, is, is either we're so weak and marshmallowy and we have no ability to fight, that's half the church, unless you come to Awaken and you learn to armor up a little bit, okay? But here's the other temptation. The other temptation is you're in the fight a while, and you take some low blows. And you see some stuff that you just shouldn't see in America. And you start to think, you know what, I'm done. And I take out the whole mechanism of the church, which is to heal and restore. Let's show the next clip real quick, and we'll close this down. Your blood pressure is elevated. You appear to be distressed. I'm fine. There, is, is it working? My sensor is operational. Good, then let's get, what? Are you going to remove my healthcare chip? Yes, open. My purpose is to heal the sick <laughs> and injured. Baymax, open your access port. Do you want me to terminate Professor Callahan? Just open. Will terminating Professor Callahan improve your emotional state? Yes. Uh, no, I don't know. Open your access. Is this what Tadashi wanted? It doesn't matter. Tadashi programmed me to aid in... Tadashi's gone! Tadashi's gone. Tadashi is here. No, he's not here. Tadashi is here. This is Tadashi Hamada. And this is the first test of my robotics project. Hello. It's a pretty powerful story, huh? Because all of us are tempted right now to do one of two things to quit fighting and go back into hiding, okay? Let me tell you something, though. If you go into hiding, it's just a matter of time. It's just a, they'll come for you. You might as well come out now. The other temptation, the other temptation is to take away the health care chip. The whole reason of the church is to heal and restore and to fix and to mend and to forgive and to bless it's the whole purpose. But we can't do it without the fighting chip either. It's, this is a prophetic picture, I believe, of the church today. 
We fight and we heal. All right. Well, we're pretty much out of time. Um, There's a couple other points, but I think the point is made here. And, and uh, the other points is that God's a restorer, and heroes need restoration. Listen, if you're truly going to be a restorer and you're going to be a hero, you're going to go through some bumps. You're going to have some days where you're broken and you're dysfunctioning and you're going off script. And we need to get back to our original intent, married to our real engineering. And then the other is that there's a heroic overcoming that's required of us. And that's really the call that I am really feeling called here is, is God wants to call you and I out of hiding, okay? Out of our own safe space um, so that we can be impactful today, okay? In our day, in our family, wherever you are, your world needs you to be heroic. It doesn't need you to be spineless or without an opinion or weak, certainly not woke. It needs you to be engaged and strong, okay? And so, you know, the, the altar is to find strength to help in your time of need. We need help right now. So let's look at the altar as not just a place where we're being forgiven of stupid things again, but actually a place where we're coming to find strength so that we can take our heroic place in culture. And the next altar call is for those that um, need to get back in touch with our engineering, okay? And you're engineered to fight, and maybe God needs some upgrades to put on you, okay? Like Baymax, without using, losing your heart. Some of you have been fighting, but your heart's a little cold. Maybe you need to come back to the altar to let God reignite your why again. Why are you fighting? Who are you fighting for? Amen. Let's all stand up real quick. Is this okay, Dr. Matt? Yeah. Is anybody with me? Would anybody like God to empower you to actually be a little bit heroic? I want you to understand, Awaken is a heroic church. It's our DNA, okay? Yeah, and we're edgy, and yeah, we're irritating, and yeah, we're controversial. But it's not just, just for all those things. It's, it's because the fight's worth it. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, we need you in the fight with us. Your fight is a little different, and it's personal, but it's also corporate. So what I'd like us to do, and then I'm going to hand this back to Pastor Matt, the rapper, Uh, I'm going to lead us into a prayer of heroism. Okay? Listen, heroism, heroism isn't a feeling. It's, it's a commitment. So just repeat after me real quick. Father God, it's not an accident that I'm alive today, in this day, in this hour, in this city, in this nation, in this church. 
I believe you providentially brought me here for such a time as this. Not so I can complain, but so that I can engage and affect and heal and make better and strengthen and fight and be the hero you put me here to be. I repent of hiding. I repent of the green key and playing it safe. And I re-engage with all your power and all your love. I also repent where I've thrown away my love because the fight's been hard. I go back over and I pick your love and purpose back up and I put it right back in next to my fight so that I can serve you and serve my city and serve the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.